Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. And good morning, everybody. Welcome Morning Drive. Goodman Hurdle watches MileEyeSports.com. You can reach us on the Roller Auctions Twitter feed. Roller Auctions has over 150 auctions a year for vehicles, businesses, liquidations, police seizures, tools, construction equipment, and more. All the auctions done online. Never have to leave your home. Get involved. Get notifications about upcoming auctions at RollerAuction.com backslash MHS. In the meantime, the big promotion at Wildcard Casino and Sasquatch Casino we've been talking about for a while. Coming up quickly, the weekend of January 5th, you're either going to get a Kawasaki side-by-side with snow tracks or a little over $22,000. Yep, your choice. Go check them out. See how you can win uh, one of those terrific prizes. Check out their sports book, Outstanding Food, Really Loose Slots, Sasquatch and Wildcard, a family-owned casino that treats you like family. Good morning. Top of the morning, my friend. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I am well. Thank you very much. A Tuesday, we're rolling through. Got Nigel and Alex in tow. Actually, they've got us in tow. That's how it generally works. Kind of like our wives. <laughs> well, yeah, kind of. Why not? Do you think uh, Mick Jagger and the Rolling Stones wrote the song Under My Thumb having to do with being a metaphor for marriage? I hadn't thought of that. Well, why don't you think about it? Time now for the lead. The lead, presented by Sasquatch Casino in Blackhawk. Not surprisingly, Sean Payton asked yesterday at his press conference about the altercation on the sidelines with Russell Wilson. Payton said, I've nothing more to share. Certainly in-game intensity and heat of the moment, all of those things. Then he added, me and Russ have a great relationship. In the meantime, Richard Sherman was asked about it. And let's put Richard Sherman's relationship with Russell Wilson into perspective. Somewhat uneven. Correct. Not the biggest fan of Russell Wilson. And basically defended, not basically, did defend Russell Wilson. And think about, again, think about the source. Think about the guy saying it. Sherman doesn't do a lot of defending of Russell Wilson. Saying it's okay to undress a quarterback. It's okay to undress one of the guys in the locker room. It's okay to do it in a team meeting because you want to hold your leaders accountable. If you do that in front of the team, everyone else is thinking, man, if he's going to do that to the quarterback, one of our leaders, he's certainly going to come after one of us. Bill Belichick famously has undressed Tom Brady in meetings. With that, he said what what Peyton did was incredibly and totally inappropriate. Michael Irvin went off on it as well. And Michael Irvin, by the way, did play for, wait, Michael Irvin did play for Bill Parcells, didn't he? Yeah. Okay. With that, you think this was a heat of the moment thing or Peyton doesn't have enough respect for Wilson? Uh, I think there was certainly heat of the moment involved. I don't think there's any question. It doesn't make it any less inappropriate. It was uh, my feeling at the time. I don't know what yours was. My feeling at the time was, why are you doing that? I mean, I wanted to know what the reason was, still want to know what the reason was um, specifically, but I thought it was inappropriate. I, I'm not so sure that wasn't my first thought was, why are you doing this now? Uh, you know, what are you hoping to gain here? 
Uh, and I still don't know the answer to that. So I would agree. There was some heat of the moment, no question about it. Um, whether it was disorganization, the message not getting through, um, not operating in the way that he wanted, whatever the case may be. And I certainly understand that, but it was an inappropriate reaction to it. And yeah, I mean, I, I don't know what more to say other than I was surprised that he did it. Even Sean Payton. We have seen quarterbacks go after their teammates on the sidelines. Mm-hmm. That, that's not unusual. Famously, Peyton Manning and Jeff Saturday had a big shouting match when Manning was with the Colts. And yes, there are TV cameras everywhere. I get it. But generally speaking, when it is on the bench, for lack of a better phrase, if we're going to use the theater as our example, Mm -hmm. that's somewhere in the mezzanine that's going on. Where that happened with Peyton and Russ, that's the front row. That's for everybody to see. Yeah. Let's be perfectly honest here. And and you've done enough sideline reporting to know this. Uh, I'm guessing it's done in the college game. It is certainly done in the pro game. There is always one camera dedicated to the quarterback. Sure. And there's always one camera dedicated to the coach. You are going to get that shot. With that, Mike Kliss is reporting one of the reasons why that this whole blow-up happened with Peyton going after Russell Wilson is that he was upset about minors, which we all know Mm -hmm. that's the case that Peyton may have looked at Wilson's and said, that's kind of on you too, which it's not. Sorry. Do you believe it's on the quarterback? No, No. Okay. And Peyton also believed that after that penalty and it moved him back five yards, that's one reason why I should say, um, Peyton, the way Cliss presented it is that Peyton may have challenged one of those two had he known there would have been a penalty. Point is, Peyton felt really good about his goal line package. That's okay that we're short. We're going to get this, and I feel great about the plays that I'm going to call. No big whoop. We're eventually going to get it in. He doesn't challenge. You get the penalty, and then they wind up kicking the field goal. That's what Cliss is reporting, and honestly, Mike's not the type of guy that just throws stuff out there. Oh, Mike's a good reporter. Are you kidding me? He has plenty of contacts, sure. and if and this indeed is true, again, this is on Sean Payton. The thing is, you and I have not been in the locker room yet. Could you? Do you believe that every single guy in that locker room has no problems with what Peyton did. No, I, I mean you're. That's a lot of guys. So, so, so there are some guys I'm sure that probably take exception, and probably on a weekly basis take some exception to the way that things are done or handled or people or how things might be reacted to. Um, I think it's more about trying to get the thing turned around, keep it turned around, keep it on the right tracks, get into the playoffs. I think that that probably supersedes just about everything right now. But I think that when um, push comes to shove and there are quiet moments and this thing is done, I think guys will have some thoughts about the way that they were coached this year. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you right now, if there are more than a few guys that are not happy with what Peyton did, 
that's the type of stuff that divides a locker room. I don't, I don't feel that yet. Um, no, no, I didn't. But, I didn't. First of all, you haven't been in the locker room yet. No, I haven't so, been in the locker room this week. You're right. Okay, so you can't feel it yet, and I can't feel it yet, and I didn't say that it is going to. What I said was that's the type of stuff that could. And oh, by the way, let's look at the two personalities involved. Whether you like Russell Wilson with the way everything is positive, I mean, everything is positive. Russell Wilson is the type of guy where you can chop off his right leg and he'd look at you and smile and say, that's okay, God bless me with another leg. That's who Russell Wilson is. Whether you find it to be phony, whether you find it to be genuine, he is not a non-confrontational guy, and everything is positive. Sean Payton is the complete opposite totally. of that. What I'm wondering is, with the way this would be received in the locker room, and I'll be honest with you, you got to have some serious close relationships with some of those guys in the locker room to truly get the truth out, mm-hmm. because I'm sure there has been some conversations. Do not talk about this yeah. with anyone even if you are really close to the media, that'll number, be very difficult to discern. I would agree with you on that. It's, it, that that's going to be, it's going to be like trying to break a story in the avalanche organization. They are so tight lipped about everything. Their organization organization. Thank you. Think about this. The Nachuchkin story, the full story still hasn't come. No, we out don't yet. get it. Yeah. They are very tight lipped, but with more guys that play on the team, more loose lips. Right. What I'm wondering is, do you think, If you're a player in that locker room, are you more upset with the way Peyton literally embarrassed? And and that's not, and honestly, I don't even know if the word embarrassed is strong enough with the way that he embarrassed his $240 million player, his quarterback, one of the leaders of the team. That's what Peyton did. Are you more upset with Peyton or are you more upset with Wilson for not fighting back? Hmm. Do you, when you see a bully, when you see a bully punch someone, you're upset with the bully, but you're kind of also upset with the person being punched, not fighting back too. Do you, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if that's a motivation at this point. Um, maybe my, I don't know. I, I can only gauge what my attitude would be. Um, Probably, maybe, maybe I have an issue with the style, but I don't have an issue with the results. And this is a result-driven business. Yeah, but here's the problem. You're right. Result-driven business was back in the 1970s and 1980s mm. with Bobby Knight. You don't think it's still on. about winning, though? It, I mean, it it is. It is about winning, but but it's a different environment today. Okay. These guys are getting paid so much money. It is, you better treat me like a man. You're a man. I'm a man. Yeah. I know that you're the coach, and I totally understand that. I don't disagree with that. But, but do not disrespect me. Do not try to embarrass me. And, oh, by the way, if you had a guy who had a prickly type of attitude, if you had a guy who had the same type of personality as Sean Payton. Mm -hmm. And let's say you put that into Russell Wilson's body. You know what Russ would say? Oh, okay. I got 240 million coming to me. You MF -er." 
Wow. Cut me. Cut me. Cut me. And pay me my money. Don't you ever talk to me like that, you jackball. Don't. That's the way today's players are. Wow. That's the way today's players are. They're getting paid so much money. Mm-hmm. Pay me. Cut me. Pay me. That's fine. I'll find another team. Th- thanks for helping me turn it around a little bit. I'm not playing for you. For you. You're a jerk. And you don't talk to people like that. Bill Parcells, that's the way he coached. It was more acceptable back then. When you go back to the 1960s, and it's, you know, rub a little dirt on it. Remember that, that was the sure. Thing? Rub a little dirt on it. The difference is, if Vince Lombardi talked to a player like that, you know what the player's reaction is? Okay, coach. Because in the offseason, that guy's probably an electrician or a salesman. It's different today. I'm not sure. And I'll tell you why it's different today. Because back in the 1960s, kids didn't get orange slices after a game or participation ribbons. It's just a different environment. I don't think you're wrong. I would, but I would say this. I'm not so sure that Peyton still isn't a player's coach. And I base that on about 16 weeks of what, unless guys are just blowing sunshine up my backside. I think that Peyton holds the locker room. I think that he is a, and, and it's sometimes difficult to separate the personal and the professional. But I think that he is, I, I think he's generally liked in I, that locker room. I, I think it depends on the personality of the player. If I had to bet on it today, do you think Jerry Judy likes Sean Payton? I wouldn't bet on Jerry Judy, no. Okay, I don't, think, I don't think Jerry Judy particularly is fond of him, although he played for Nick Saban. Yeah. And Nick Saban's not easy either. And I'm picking out Jerry Judy because you don't disrespect Jerry Judy. Although he's kind of, he's towed the line though, hasn't he? He he is, but, and I'm not picking on Jerry Judy. I'm really, really not. Um, There are many stories about Phil Simms and Bill Parcells. Right. And Bill Parcells used to get into it with Phil Simms. Sure. And, and Phil finally said, you know what? The only way to get this guy's respect is to fight back. That's how Terry Bradshaw felt about Chuck Knoll. Russell doesn't have that type of personality. And, oh, by the way, just to put this in perspective, when you say, yeah, they're they're about how people feel about Peyton, I know players, and I know you weren't here during this time, and this is going to come as a shock to people. There are guys with the Broncos organization that liked playing for Josh McDaniels. I know a lot don't, didn't, but I know guys because I've talked to them. They liked playing for Josh McDaniels. And you know what their reasoning was? He was tough. He expected a lot. He was belligerent, but I understood it. It's weak-minded guys that don't get it. It's weak-minded guys that think they're being pushed too hard. So you're always going to find guys who are going to like the Parcells and the Paints mm-hmm. of the world. The question is, is it overriding? Could this be something where you're like, man, he kind of crossed the line there. Listen, Sean Payton has already lost enough friends in that Broncos building that he will never get back after that USA Today article. And from the way he currently treats people in that building, from what I've, what I've been told, he's not winning any friends back. 
His sanctuary is that locker room. That's the only place he can go where he better hope he doesn't lose anybody because he's lost a lot of people inside that building. Okay. Hasn't, hasn't lost Greg Penner yet. No. And I don't think he will. As long as as long as the team wins, Penner will be fine with it. Which way are the Broncos trending right now? We'll talk about that after the break. The way she talks when she's spoken to down to me. Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive, Goodman Hurdle. Watch us, MyLifeSports.com. You can reach us, Roller Auctions Twitter feed, at Bruce Hurdle, at Eric Goodman. Roller Auctions has over 150 auctions a year for vehicles, business liquidations, police seizures, tools, construction equipment, and more. All the auctions done online, so you can sit in your pajamas and on your couch and bid on things. <laughs> you don't have to go anywhere. Kind of cool. It is cool. Get involved. Get notifications about upcoming auctions at rollerauction.com backslash MHS. Time now for the buzz. The Buzz is presented by Bounce Empire in Lafayette, a 50,000-square-foot indoor amusement park for adults, kids, and families reimagined. I am prob- probably one of the few people around here, and, and this media guy is very polarizing, and I'm talking about Colin Coward. He has flip-flopped numerous times this season about the relationship between Russell Wilson and Sean Payton. With that, this is his latest take on what happened on the sidelines. So Sean Payton now can't even hide his frustration with Russell Wilson. Can't hide it. He he banged on him at the podium earlier in the year about the wristbands. I was banging on him this weekend. Not only are they opposite personalities, Russell is relentlessly optimistic. Sean is authentic, emotional, demanding, and critical. But Russell Wilson isn't Breeze the passer or Taysom Hill the athlete. So Sean Payton isn't getting elite with either one of them. And I got to tell you this, this relationship with Breeze and Payton was so great that invariably this was going to be a disappointment. And, you know, I was hopeful he could turn Russell around, and he has. You're getting a lot of Russell in Seattle. But I was just hoping it wouldn't be combative because they're literally different people. I know both. They're totally different people. But now it's combative. Well, it's combative certainly with Sean Payton, I I think. Uh, I'm not sure Russ has the capacity to be combative. Maybe in his quiet moments, uh, he stews a little bit. I I think that, and we'll see what, you know, Colin Coward has to say next week, but uh, this week, yeah, you know, and that that's not it, unfair. It's not. It, it's 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 frankly, but but be that, and that's fine. I don't. I would certainly agree with 
the fact that they come at this from very different places, about as opposite a starting points as you can possibly get with two people. It has been successful to a degree, but the degree is what we judge from the outside looking in. The degree could be totally different from what they're thinking about from the inside looking out. Sean Payton's perspective, Russell Wilson's perspective. I mean, Russ may be just stewing and trying to, counting down the moments to get out of Denver at this point, for all we know. Right. I mean, who knows? I don't know. I mean, we're not going to get that information from Russ. No way. And Sean, obviously, is trying to keep everything together to get this thing into the postseason. And he has that on his horizon. So at some point, the truth will come out, and the truth will come out in the NFL with player movement because that's the ultimate truth. The truth is, what are you doing with the roster? What are you doing with the economics? What are you you doing moving forward? So we won't even need someone to explain it. It will be explained for us through what they do moving forward, whether he's still around or whether he's not. I know that you are putting a lot of emphasis, and rightfully so, on this team turning it around under Sean Payton. I am not suggesting for a minute that Sean Payton hasn't done some very good things. Mm -hmm. However, you and I talked about it during the break. I will not give Mike Ditka credit for Buddy Ryan's defense. Right. I will not give Gary Kubiak credit for Wade Phillips' defense. Now, Kubiak did a lot of great things, keeping the team together, specifically when Peyton Manning was injured. But as I'm going back and looking at these numbers, I do find it kind of interesting. I'm wondering, and it's kind of ironic that they come from the same coaching tree, Bill Belichick. He's going to lose his job after the season, more than likely. After Tom Brady left, he went 7-9, and nine, but then 10-7. and seven. And then the bottom started to fall out, 8-9, and nine, and now they are where they are. For Sean Payton, maybe, just maybe, um, maybe Sean Payton is a product of Drew Brees. And this is why I'm going to say that. After Drew Brees retired, the Saints were 9-8. and eight. They were nothing special. No. Nothing special at all. And now they have a Hall of Fame quarterback, potentially a Hall of Fame quarterback, likely a Hall of Fame quarterback, and they're sitting at 7-7. Maybe it is the quarterback in this situation. And yes, did he help Drew Brees? There's no question he helped Drew Brees. But don't forget, Drew Brees was a pro bowler before he went to New Orleans. Yeah, but... He was a pro bowler before he he went to New Orleans. Yeah, but I mean, they shipped him out for Phillip Rivers, and that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that, but they made a clear decision on what direction they were going to go, and they they pushed Drew Brees to the curb. Because they had a quarterback that wasn't tall, and back then, if you don't have height, you don't have the measurables, and we're not taking a chance but on But Drew you. Brees ended up having the Hall of Fame career, and Phillip Rivers is a borderline Hall of Famer. He'll get in. I, anyway. They, they wanted the measurables right. with him. There's more of a risk having a quarterback at six feet tall. Yep. There just is, because there's very little history that anybody that size is going to be successful. Mm-hmm. So what I'm saying is, is what has 
What has uh, Sean Payton done since Drew Brees retired? He's a 500 coach. That's exactly what he is. In two seasons, he's a 500 coach. That's what he is. Then when you throw in the yelling match, then throwing in him throwing Russell under the bus numerous times, whether it was the wristband, which Colin Coward pointed out, basically saying we lost the commander's game because of a turnover throwing Russell under the bus. I'm not saying the game has passed him by. I'm not suggesting that. But maybe, just maybe, we are finding out that it was the quarterback. Hmm. And yes, he did great things helping Drew Brees become a great quarterback. But let's also look at something else. Russell Wilson and Drew Brees are the same height. But it doesn't mean they have the same skill set. Oh, my goodness, no. So he had a guy who is vertically challenged, like I am. Mm -hmm. We're the same height, right? Me. Okay. Yeah. With that... Drew Brees had a different skill set. He saw the field better. Yeah. He was better at throwing over the middle. That worked well, certainly, with Sean Payton. What I'm saying is, is that in today's sports, like it or not, you're in your 60s, I'm in my 50s. When you played baseball, your coach could get in your kitchen whenever he felt like it, and you just sat there and took it. Sure. Again, back in the 60s and 70s when they're not making any money, you just sat there and took it. When you're making all that money, uh-uh, doesn't work that way. I'm making more than you, coach. Mm-hmm. You're not going to talk to me that way. You're not going to address me in front of the team. And by the way, he didn't address him in front of the team. He addressed him on national television. And there's a big difference. Belichick at least did it behind the scenes. And Brady understood why he did it. Sean Payton is on a pace to finish this season 10-7, and which, by the way, was where you thought they were going to be, 10-7. and Not the way that they've gotten there, right? Of course, me neither. And in truth, I picked him at 8-9. and So I'm going to miss. I'm going to miss that. But that's uh, neither here nor there because this was a five-win franchise last year. So on one... Are they a 10-win team... having anything to do really with this offense. Again, I brought up Wade Phillips and Gary Kubiak. Well, I mean, you're splitting hairs awfully conveniently because it's a a collective thing. I mean, you can't just say the defense won them 10 games. You can't just say special teams won them two or three. Or, I mean, has the offense been the preeminent element of the three phases of the game? No, it's probably been the weakest. I will give you that. That much is true. It has been an inconsistent attack offensively. But it's been part of a what I think will end up being, and it may not be a playoff winning uh, formula, but I think it's going to be a formula, this formula, this season, that is going to give them a 10-7 and finish, whether they make the playoffs or not. And now we are left with, are we moving in the right direction? Is this the direction? Is this the type of leadership that we want moving forward? Is the 10 and 7 a real reflection of this football team? Because I think you can look at this football team, see 10 and 7, and still ask the question, but is it a playoff team? I might be in the minority on this, and I'm fine. I will plant my flag on this. This Broncos team has talent. 
I'm tired of hearing they don't have talent. They do. They do. Bowles is having a really good year. Mm-hmm. Miners is having a really good year. Mm-hmm. Corlin Sutton, he can clearly play. Javante Williams, does he look like he did at the beginning of the season? No, probably doesn't. Russell Wilson looks considerably better. No question. He looks more like Seattle Russ. Yep. Okay. They certainly have talent on the defensive end. I think if you take most coaches who have been NFL head coaches and you say to them, I'm going to give you a roster in the NFL that is almost fully healthy. You think you can finish 500? I think almost every coach would be 500 if you give them almost a fully healthy roster because you're playing against teams every week that are banged up and have long injury reports and are probably missing a couple of starters on offense and a couple of starters on defense. And this team hasn't. Hasn't. He should be 500 as a head coach. He's not playing his backups. He's playing his starters. And George Payton has found some talent. And yes, it hurt not to have Nick Benito. That's not why they lost. No. And again, the run they've gone on with turnovers, not sustainable. We, We are seeing what is in front of us, and it makes perfect sense to me. And I say this phrase all the time. I keep beating this drum because I feel like no one is listening to me. We see the Grand Wizard of Oz, and he looks seven and seven, and everyone's impressed. But the truth is that little man behind the curtain, that's the truth. Mm. Man, you're tough to impress. You are tough to impress. Where, Where would you give him any credit? I would give him credit for holding this thing together. Well, okay, now let's examine that. That's not an easy thing to do. If if you I, don't I, if you don't have a hold of the locker room, just holding it together, it almost sounds like a casual thing. That's a pretty significant thing when you stop to consider I think they started one and five. You just asked me what impresses me about Sean Payton, and I told you, but now you're telling me my praise for him isn't high enough. I, no. Okay, is that it? Is that the end of the, the list? Is, I'm giving you an opportunity. Is that the end of the list? No. He kept it together. No. I think he has put together an offense that has highlighted what Russell Wilson does best. Okay. Those are two big things. I think that he commands respect when he walks into the room. Mm-hmm. Things that we didn't see with Nathaniel Hackett. Okay. I think he made an excellent hire with Vance Joseph, something most people wouldn't have said at the beginning of the season. Those are four things. But for all the great things that you do, you can tear it down pretty quickly by having a couple of lattes and talking to the <laughs> USA Today and undressing your quarterback on national television. Right. Feel free to tease what you want to tease. We'll continue this after the break. No, I... I, I well, but we got to tease something, so pick something, no, anything. You just got through the positives. Let's get to some deterrence, because I think both of us have deterrent. Well, I do, but I want to know yours. Fine. That's next. You gave us some place to go I never said thank you for that I thought I might get one 
chan You know the day destroys the night Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle Presented by Silterhar Mazda A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield At Silterhar Mazda Find them at sthmazda.com Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive. Goodman Hurdle. Watch us. MyLifeSports.com. You can reach us. Roller Auctions Twitter feed. At Bruce Hurdle. At Eric Goodman. Roller Auctions. Over 150 auctions a year for all kinds of things. Vehicles, business liquidations, police seizures, tools, construction equipment, and more. You can bid right from your home. Everything is done online. Get involved. Get notifications about upcoming auctions at RollerAuction.com backslash MHS. Time now for What's Trending. What's Trending. Presented by Silterhar Mazda. Get to Silterhar in Broomfield for a no-pressure buying experience at Silterhar Mazda or find them at sthmazda.com. I'll let you answer your own question. There are things I've been more than impressed with with John Payton. Have I given a good enough list? Yes, you have. That's good. And, and I, and that I like, you can go four deep, I think, is good. I, 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 because here's my deal. and I don't think you disagree with any. No, I don't. Of my four, and they're all legitimate. But my gripes with him, I think, are legitimate too. But you go ahead. My biggest concern really doesn't have to do with the locker room. It really doesn't have to do with sideline comportment. It, it those are all things that he has a particular style. I, it doesn't have to be a style that. That I appreciate at all the t- at at all times. That's his deal. Fine, no problem. Work it out. My biggest concern is that your infrastructure is being affected by your attitude, and by that I mean stuff that fans don't even see, things behind the walls at the complex, support people, um, people that work in the franchise to help it function not necessarily on a level of x's and o's but on a level of his support staff yeah right and i think that that is that to me would be a concern if i'm ownership and i'm looking at this thing at the end of a year and and i'm taking and i'm taking notes and i'm and i'm and i'm thinking about moving forward this would be something that would concern me is it going to concern you if they're 10 and 7? Do the ends justify the means? The ends will justify the means to some degree. But by the same token, I think that we have sensible enough ownership and leadership that that will bother them. The, the fact that, you know, hey, people need to be treated with respect, with appreciation for what they do for the franchise because you and I both know uh, that there are a lot of people there that give of themselves completely and totally to this franchise in an effort to make it a better place to work, a better place for people to come and enjoy, a better partner in the community. All of these things that make the Broncos great and have made the Broncos great for many, many years will not be turned a blind eye to. I really, truly believe that. And I think that ownership, I, I think that there needs to be improvement in that area to be sure. That would be my biggest concern. Do you think at, at the point. age of 60, Sean Payton's truly going to change who he is? That's a fair question. 
And we can ask that question because we're both close enough, me past it, you getting there right. to 60 to ask that of ourselves. I'll say this. I can be a real horse's ass. No. But the difference, I think, between, although I, I won't say this about him, I'll say this about me. I not only have the ability, I have the willingness to say I'm wrong and I'm sorry. Yes. Yeah. I embrace saying to people, I messed up. I will I will say this about Sean as it relates to him being a head coach. If if you ask the questions, the question, can an old dog learn new tricks? I think the answer is yes. I think he can. Now, how he deals with people, that's a different question. He can figure out different ways to win a football game. He can figure out different ways to manipulate an offense, to try something that he's never tried before. I don't think that is the issue. But the issue with the old, the, 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 new, the new tricks, old dog new tricks, would be more with way that he relates to people. And I think that, the, and I and I don't want to say I don't want to put words in your mouth. I think that's what you're asking. It's about dealing with people. Can he learn to deal with people in a different fashion? I do think that he can find different ways to learn about football. I think he's proven that at various times this season. I really do. I don't think. I'll ask you: Is he trying to jam a square peg into a round hole? I don't think so. I don't think, is it a perfectly rounded peg? Maybe not, but I don't think that he's trying to do anything like it's my way or the highway. We're, I think he's trying to I find. Think, I think he is. A, it's a my way or the highway hmm. guy. And, and I, I do. But, in, but stylistically, the way that he's trying to reach this football team to play in a manner that gives them the best chance to win. I, I think he has probably done a very good job of that but I'll point to one play. Mm -hmm. Please explain to me why we haven't seen more slant routes over the middle with Jerry Judy. That's what he does best. Well, we've had questions like that all season long. That's on him. Marvin Mims, you know I mean? It, 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 you, you can, and those maybe, I, I don't know, maybe that that's a process with him. I don't know. I don't know him well enough. Listen, on offense, he got his guys, period. He got Samaj P. Ryan. He got Mike McGlinchey. He got Ben Powers. He got Marvin Mims. That's a got Adam Troutman. I understand Dulcich is injured, but he's always going to be injured. It feels like. Yeah, they're, you, they're, they're gonna you might want to think about drafting a tight end. With, with that, he he got enough of his guys, and Garrett Bowles is having one of the best years of his career. Yeah. Uh, Quinn Miners is on the come, and he did a, a very nice job of turning around Russell Wilson. Yet, even though they're scoring twenty-two points a game, it kind of feels like they score about sixteen or seventeen. I know what the numbers suggest, but when you take in turnovers, field position, things like that, this offense, it feels like that they're always running in quicksand. What do we have coming up on Just In Case You Missed It? We'll take a close look at Drew Locke's performance last night on Monday Night Football and also talk about the year of the backup in the NFL and how it has affected teams. That's all next on Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle on Mile High Sports.
Morning Drive with Goodman and Hurdle, presented by Silterhar Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silterhar Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk. Here's Eric and Bruce. Welcome back. Morning Drive. Goodman Hurdle. Watch us. MileHighSports.com. You can reach us. Roller Auctions Twitter feed at Bruce Hurdle at Eric Goodman. Roller Auctions over 150 auctions a year. During the holidays, they're not going to have any. They're going to start right back up full throttle right after the first of the year. They always have great auctions, police seizures, tools, construction equipment, vehicles, and more. Get involved. Get notifications about upcoming auctions at RollerAuction.com backslash MHS. And remember, every auction you can do from the comfort of your own home. Time now for the final word. The final word. Presented by Greenfield's Pool and Sports Bar in Lakewood. Greenfield's has everything under one roof, including the best happy hour in town. Two-for-one wine, well, and drafts from 3 until 7 p.m. Just in case you missed it. Presented by Mountain High Appliance, Colorado's favorite appliance store for 25 years in Louisville, Colorado Springs, and now open in their new store in Littleton. Go to mountainhighappliance.com. Alrighty, just in case you missed it, uh, former Bronco Drew Locke engineered a game-winning drive last night, leading the Seahawks to a victory over the Eagles 20-17. His 29-yard touchdown pass to Jackson Smith and Jigba with 33 seconds left was the difference. Uh, Locke was also very emotional in his post-game interview there with Lisa Salters. How did you feel watching Drew Locke leading Seattle to the comeback Extremely win? happy for a guy that I always liked. 92-yard drive with a, for a guy that's played intermittently at best during his career. That's some pretty good stuff. And to beat a team like the Eagles, who, by the way, aren't playing very good football. But that's a that's that's an issue for another day. Um, but I was really happy for him. I, I, and, then, and then, of course, my immediate thought was, oh, great, Broncos country starts to go nut again about Drew Brees on social media. Drew Locke. Or Drew, yeah, Drew Locke, excuse me. Right when it happened, I already had it typed up. I had it typed up right as the ball was in the air. And I wrote three, two, one. <laughs> Broncos country, they never should have traded Drew Locke oh for Russell God. Wilson. You bait or you. It's not baiting. Well, uh, you... Well, it's leading a horse to water, let's there, say. There are people that honestly believe oh my God. that if Tim Tebow came out of retirement, he would lead the Broncos to the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, right? think about that. Right? I mean, just think about that. If he came out of retirement today, Drew Locke tantalizing talent. He had trouble seeing the field. Well, He had trouble processing. But in this moment, he is such a good Nice kid. Great dude. And to your point, Alex, his interview was so heartfelt. Yeah. It oh I'm not gonna say it almost made you cry. Almost. But it made you think, wow, this guy is so raw right now, and his emotions all of us can relate to. All of us at some point in our lives, generally speaking, have been knocked down. So you empathize and you understand what he is saying because you're like nobody believed in me and he wasn't he wasn't showing his watch he wasn't doing well, anything like that he was saying gosh it, it just feels so nice to contribute and good for him yeah and you said that extremely well I'll take it even a step further 
And he does it with the appreciation of the recognition that that's probably the best that he'll be able to ever do. He will be. That's the kind of guy he is as a quarterback. He will be. He will be a career backup. Yep. And he will likely have the same length of career as Trevor Simeon. Yeah, I would agree. And nothing wrong with that. No, you're probably going to walk away healthy with millions in the bank and more power to him. But I. But I'm sure he would rather play. Of course he would. He's a competitor. That was Mountain High Appliance. Just in case you missed it, Christmas is coming up. That means they have extra special deals going on at Mountain High Appliance. You could buy a one-off, one of the best appliances out there. They have the best selection. Or you can redesign your entire kitchen. Mountain High Appliance. You can find them in Louisville, Littleton. You can also find their clearance center in Denver. Coming up after the break, in the last hour, we wanted to talk about what I consider to be an interesting story and a big story about a Buffs recruit Mm. on the offensive line who used the Buffs as leverage. And I'm not talking about Jordan Seaton. That's next.